It's Thursday night, hockey fans, and this is Wolverine Nation. I'm your host, Mike, and uh, today we're in an all-new studio. It's awesome. I've got my good boy, Isaac, with me, and uh, we're going to get Coach on the phone, talk to him about last week's game and top prospects. That's going to be interesting. So, with me as always, Mr. Isaac Smolden, the play-by-play. What's up, man? What up, what up, everybody? Uh, <laughs> you, you, some exciting stuff coming up today that exciting. we get to talk about. Um, I'm excited for that. A uh, lot of getting really intense here in the Midwest uh, Division. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Speaking of intense, I mean, you just watched that Colorado game. You okay? You okay? I'm not doing well. <laughs> 18 home games in a row, you're bound to drop one every once in a while. Oh, like, does against, it have to against, be against the Coyotes? Against the Coyotes. Do you know what I mean? Yep. Like, does it have to be against the Coyotes? Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so we got Coach here on the phone with us, Coach Mr. Mike Akins, and uh, we're going to see what he's, what he's got going on because uh, they're just coming off of uh, – Two losses from uh, Springfield. Janesville. Uh, Janesville, sorry. Uh, those guys are coming up soon, right? Uh, I think one more series against them, although, uh, Coach, you might be able to correct me. Springfield is the next series. That is the 11th through the 13th in Springfield. That's the last time. I'm still trying to get over the fact that you guys call me after we lose an overtime thriller oh my gosh and we lose saturday but (laughs) i got no call after we have two huge emotional wins over the first place team in our division the weekend before I get the call after we lose. What's up with that? <laughs> Putting you on the spot. We, I, I was going to ask you about this weekend, too, because we didn't get to talk to you last week. Um, I mean, that was... I think I think we need to tell people who are listening who missed that game. The, the overtime he's talking about, that was probably the most intense game I've ever seen in hockey. Like, like uh, I could we, feel... We had some great chances to score, and, you know, it was, uh, unfortunately, probably get a little bit of what we deserve when you really look at the overall picture. We were not very good in the first period. We got outshot 18-3. to three. It was embarrassing. Mm. Uh, uh, then I thought we came and we, we kind of took over in the second and, and battled our way back in the game. We certainly had chances to win. Uh, unfortunately, the, our opportunities didn't go in, and they go down and create kind of a lucky one. It snuck under Ray's stick, and then we lost the battle. And, oh, and yeah. you know, before you know it, the puck's in the net. So uh, it was a tough weekend for us. I really felt. Like, we battled hard in practice. I, I almost, you know, you're set up for failure after having a huge emotional win over Fairbank. Mm-hmm. You sweep them the weekend before. Guys are looking at the standings. They see where Janesville is. But at the same time, if you look over far enough to the right, they were 7-3 and three in their last 10. And they have 11 Division One commits and a big-time school. They are talented on Janesville. I think they're going to find their down the – second half of the, the season here they're going to be very good so i knew that from a coaching standpoint we were kind of set up for failure um so we went really really hard in practice we battled like we you know got our tails uh whipped by fairbanks the last uh, the previous weekend and i was really trying to send the message we're going to have to play hard and and unfortunately um you know we didn't figure that out soon enough i mean i mean didn't janesville Come in off of a loss from Kenai. Yeah, they lost two out of their last yeah. three to Yeah, they to lost Kenai, two out of their last three, but they were also seven and three before that. And yeah. I and think uh, I think Kenai is a lot better than people give them credit oh, for. Of course, they, yeah. uh, in, on that big sheet over there, 
they've been successful. They had uh, they had beaten uh, Fairbanks the weekend before. Um, you know, I, I think that uh, that was up in Fairbanks. So mm-hmm. you know, Kenai is to the point now where they they shouldn't surprise people. That's that's pretty good hockey team over there. Yeah, they beat Fairbanks last weekend too. I mean, they the any any division in the null, like you're never going to have an easy game. It seems like and. A lot of the teams that we saw have success earlier, like Fairbanks, have had uh, a couple rough weekends the last time. The the magicians are. Um, You're going to have your ups and downs. You're going to have to fight through some adversity at some point um, during the season. And and for us, we really it's gone pretty smoothly. We've we've won um, every series that we've been in so far, um, and and this is the first weekend we didn't. And, you know, uh, I hope this is the adversity that we have to face. Uh, most likely there's there's going to be some other challenges down the road. But, you know, it's a nine-month season. You play 60 games. You're going to have some ups and downs and things aren't going to go your way all the time. And um, it's unfortunate because we really felt like, from a coaching standpoint, that we left some meat on the bone there and mm-hmm. some points that we felt like we could have gotten. Well, you guys are playing Springfield uh, in your next series down in the lower 48. They are 8-1 and 1 in their last 10 games, and they... Yeah, there's a reason why they're now in first place. That's <laughs> yeah. kind of how it works. If you, if you win a lot of games in a row, yeah. you, you, you tend to jump up and, and be pretty good in the standings. So Go figure. That's a good hockey team. They play hard. Uh, I think they're very well coached. And um, we will have a handful after the um, showcase and uh, the top prospects that we have three players going to. We, we go to Springfield after that, and we'll have our hands full for sure. Now, talking about, talking about the top sp- prospects, because that's going on next week. For those who don't know what the top prospects are, first I'd like to say I kind of wish I was going because this sounds freaking amazing, all right? Top, sp- top prospects are for players who are uncommitted to showcase their skills, but yeah, only... it's the top. It's the top players that are available. Correct. That don't have scholarships is the bottom line, and and the number of players that you get to send are based off of your standings at a certain point in the year. And uh, we have three players that are going. We have uh, Cameron and Cooper Morris, along with Clay Allen, and they are certainly um, you know deserving of going. Uh, unfortunately, we felt like. Um, you know, Wraith and Robbins, his numbers are, are oh, definitely absolutely. warranted of, of being there. And we felt like he was uh, maybe overlooked. And you have uh, Aiden Weston was knocking on the door, I got to believe as well. So I think we have a number of players. Uh, you know, sometimes it's the older guys that get to go. Sometimes it's the best available. Um, you know, Friesen has been pretty good lately for us. He's mm-hmm. a guy that's aging out who certainly would benefit from uh, going to an event like this. But, um, you know, it's a great opportunity for the, the players to go, come together. They play on a team with the other best players that are not committed from our division, and the divisions play each other. And, and then they put uh, two other teams together that consist of uh, players from the uh, under-17 national program and um, the um, central scouting watch list. Yeah. 
And, and, and I'm also told, too, that there's also going to be NHL scouts there as well. So they can actually skip a college scholarship if the NHL deems them, you know, good enough. But uh, Yeah, it, there's going to be no player that goes from the North American Hockey League to the, to the NHL. What happens <laughs> is if guys get drafted, they will go to college. Yep, and yep. If, if at some point down the road in the next four years, uh, those those players are ready. Then then they'll you know whoever drafted them yeah. will their right. But, so yeah, it'll definitely be a huge scouting event for, uh, for Division three college, Division one college, uh, in the National Hockey League. So is this any different than what it was at the beginning of the season when we went to Minnesota, or is this kind of like a secondary thing? No, this is in, in the thing in Minnesota was our whole team went. Okay, this is, this is just this selects. Is, this is the select players, the best players that are uh, uncommitted, that don't have scholarships already. So uh, I think the first place team um, in the division got five players. I think the wow. second place team at that time got to have four players on the team. We were in third, and so we have three players representing us. Yep. Now you've got uh, some teams that we have not played here at home coming up soon. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the Magicians. You, uh, uh, what, what's your take on that? Well, I mean they're they're a talented team. Um, you know we've had battles with them. Uh, we've had some some high scoring games. They're both teams that that can produce offensively. Um, you know it comes down to who's going to be willing to commit to to take care of the puck and who's going to play defense. Um, special teams will be a big factor, as it was this last weekend. I really feel like when you really look at the the big picture of us um, being swept last weekend, losing in overtime and losing mm-hmm. uh, by a goal in regulation on Saturday, we went one for seven on the power play both nights. They scored on a couple power play chances that they had, and we didn't, and I felt like the the special teams were the difference. So that's something that we are obviously going to have to focus on. Yeah, that was actually something I was going to ask you, Coach, is um, is what you guys are doing in practice to work on special teams because I knew uh, after talking with you after that game that it was going to be something you guys were looking at. Generally, special teams is, uh, at least on teams that I've played on, you know, you kind of look at it on the last day for the last 45 minutes or something like that. Is is that something you're going to be hammering this week in practice is uh, – or uh, not, necessarily, not necessarily this week. We're doing a lot of uh, individual skill development this week because we, we have a weekend off. So right. we're trying to really improve our individual skill. Uh, tomorrow we're actually going to have a little bit of fun and have a three-on-three tournament um, where where we'll be battling and competing a little bit. But at the same time, you're, you're having uh, a little bit of fun while you're getting better. But, you know, we typically spend – um, you know, a deep decent amount of time on special teams for sure. Uh, a good uh, 20, 30 minutes on a Thursday. And um, you do some video work. We do some other things. Um, I felt like, you know, we had a good plan going into the weekend. We, we just didn't execute it. We had a coach's luncheon today, and I was about ready on Saturday to start pulling out the uh, – George Costanza, the opposite theory of, you know, tell him, tell him to do the wrong thing and uh, let's, let's make sure we get real cute. Let's 
keep that puck on the perimeter. Don't get it to the net. Don't get trapped. <laughs> in that and maybe maybe they would have done the opposite, and we would have found a way to score a goal. That's fun. Well, the good news is, Coach, uh, you guys are still uh, fourth in the division for your power play percentage and second with the PK. So hopefully just an off week and you guys are, are able to bounce back because we know when that when the power play is clicking, it is truly a sight to behold. Yeah, and we do believe that, you know, for the first part of the year, we we, we just had uh, the one power play unit that was producing for us. And we really feel like now we have two distinct different looks on the power play. We have two good units that are capable of producing. And they just it just didn't go our way this weekend. So I want to kind of jump back to something I saw that was played out very well. This was the Friday night game uh, when we were in overtime. Uh, it was the coolest thing, and it worked flawlessly. Unfortunately, they didn't score, but we're talking about when uh, they passed it to, um, I can't remember who it was, but he was way deep, and they passed it through the freaking, you know, two blue lines. He grabbed the yeah, puck, and he was, brought it. Uh, that, that was the Reineke that we sent in on a breakaway. And, oh, my gosh. Um, you know, we went down, and he actually had the goalie beat, and the puck slipped off the stick. Yep. <laughs> and then we had another good opportunity with um, – uh, uh, Babbage walk right down the slot with mm-hmm. a puck and a stick, and you know I think the key to three on three is puck possession, uh, creativity. You're trying to create two on ones on the defenders, and um, you know create some confusion on who's covering who, that type of thing. And uh, we're, we play a lot of it in practice, and we're pretty good at it. Yeah. And I think you know if you give us those type of opportunities that we created on Friday night on a regular basis, we're going to we're gonna bury those and probably win those games. Now, is that something you're telling the team or the guys when they go to that timeout right there? Are you are you setting them up for something like that by saying, hey, Ryan, you're going to go deep. You guys are doing what, – nope. what are you guys talking about? No, nope. it's not like football, Mike. You don't <laughs> play you're the bottle cap. And, you know, that's what I think makes hockey so special yeah. is that it's a read and react game. We, okay. We, can, we, 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 we paint them a – uh, we give them a blueprint, and they've got to go out and use their skill and creativity. We give them concepts. We give them, um, you know, ideas and okay. uh, what we're looking to do as far as structure. Um, but then a lot of the rest of it is is trying to create two on one, try and uh, uh, make things happen. And a lot of your opportunities get squared off transition. You'll see time and time again, and it, it happened against. Uh, us on Friday night, we get a couple great a great opportunities down in the offensive zone, and next thing you know, after their goalie makes a couple unbelievable saves, mm-hmm. you know it comes down to your end, and the team gets an opportunity, and um, you know they they buried it. Yeah, I was gonna say that's why that's the reason you guys ended up winning in overtime last Saturday is it was a two on one that um, you guys were able to generate going down, and then it turns into a three on two. It's it's crazy how much skill is able to be showcased just uh, with the addition of three-on-three overtime. And like you said, it's... Three-on-three is a fun game to watch. (laughs) I've talked to people about it. You you go watch three-on-three at at any level, and National Hockey League included. Five-on-fives at times, maybe not so much in junior hockey, because there's not quite as much structure as the National Hockey League, but five-on-fives in the National Hockey League can almost become a little bit boring and monotonous at times because there's so much structure. There's not a lot of great scoring kits that get created. But as soon as you get less people on the ice, um, it opens things up, and um, uh, it's really a fun, 
exciting style of hockey to watch. I, I could tell you I could notice that because as Isaac's over there broadcasting on Friday, I could just see him getting, you know, trying to keep up with what was going on. You know, he's oh, and he's got this, and he's going down, and he's, you know, he's just going faster yep. and faster. I'll tell you what, Coach, I wish yep, you had talked to the Avs because they would have 19 home wins in a row if they just executed a little <laughs> bit better in three-on-three three overtime. Uh, maybe I'll have to ask you your thoughts here next time I see Jeez. you. Well, sure. anyways, anyways, uh, getting close to that time. Coach, uh, I've heard that uh, they're going to be auctioning off their game-worn jerseys that they wore through the season. Is that correct? Yeah, we have a couple of jersey auctions that are going to be coming up. We have a specialty jersey that's going to be announced here shortly, I think, and I've seen pictures of it. They are awesome looking, and mm-hmm. it is a ode to uh, the Wolverines of the past. We'll put it, yeah. leave it at that. And those jerseys will be auctioned, and... Um, you know, at the end of the year, our game-worn uh, jerseys will be auctioned off as well. So those are cool events. They'll, they'll be, uh, I think the plan right now is to have those as an online op- uh, auction. So they're they're going to be available, you know, worldwide for wow. people to go in and bid on. And, and we really uh, think it's going to be a fun event. Absolutely. So, guys, uh, if you're listening, keep your eyes on the AnchorageWolverines.com website. You get all the information once it's released. Uh, hey, thanks, Coach. Thanks for joining us. Uh, good luck at the prospects for those guys, uh, you know, listening. And uh, like always, Coach, it's fun talking to you. All right. Sounds good, guys. Thank you. All right. We'll see you. Well, that was, uh, that was, that was some uh, good talking. With Coach there? Yeah, absolutely. It I was, mean, uh, tons of stuff going on. Man, I do wish we could have had him on last week because uh, last <laughs> week was a little more fun to talk about than this week. Obviously, yeah, I mean, it's, he kind of busted us there in a little bit. You know, why are you going to call us when we're losing? Uh, why can't you call me when we're winning? I know. I mean, last it, it's night and day between last week and this week, right? Like, they oh, have an man. overtime win last week, and they went 8-1, to one, and then this week they dropped two, one in regulation, one in overtime. Uh, man, and that Friday night game, I feel like it just boils down to, like, Two things. Friday night, it was the first period for sure. Anchorage had a super slow start. Uh, Janesville goes up two to zero after one. You know, on on Saturday, it comes down to the power play. And both nights, like Coach said, they were or Sunday. Sunday. Sorry, we didn't play on Saturday. (laughs) Saturday, No, which is still screwing me up, even though it's we're past it now. Uh, Yeah, Sunday. Man, like four chances in the third period on the power play, and just not able to uh, not able to convert, which which sucks. Uh, two for fourteen on the weekend on the power play. It's not what you it's not what you drop going into the week, that's for sure. But you know this power play unit's been so good over the whole course of the season, and I have faith uh, they're going to have a bounce back week moving forward. Uh, that's that two for fourteen. That is uh, that's that's a dip. You know it's it's going to even itself back out. I'm. I'm expecting them to have a monster special teams game moving forward and, and give some credit to Janesville too. Their yeah. power play in PK was really, really good this weekend. Um, I'm sure they got hammered by the coach after those two losses from uh, Kenai. So maybe. And I mean, um, <laughs> you know, like coach said, they're seven and three going into this week oh, yeah. they're eight and two in their last 10. Now uh, they're a team on the rise and there's a lot of movement going on in, in the null, uh, you know, going back to their power play and penalty kill really quick. They're, they're so aggressive on the PK. And I think this was a big difference between Fairbanks uh, two weekends ago. Fairbanks was so passive in their PK. They they didn't really push the Wolverines to make any moves. Anchorage was able to cycle it around the outside, and then you have those lanes going through. Janesville was very 
up in your face the entire time, just constant pressure. They're willing to, you know, sometimes even overcommit if it means making a play and getting the puck deep. And their power play is so fast. They've got so much talent on mm-hmm. that roster. Um, yeah. Just watching them zip the puck around and cycle it up top, it was it was really impressive. They went 0 for 4 on Friday night on the power play, and I was shocked. I thought they were going to get at least two on the man advantage, and then Sunday they do get two, uh, two for four on the man advantage, I believe. So, yep. And we- speaking of the standings, which we can talk about now, yep. uh, like you were saying, a lot there's a lot of different teams that Anchorage has coming up in March that they've never played at home. And it's going to be all, amazing. They're all teams that are, that are right behind them. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Fairbanks is still technically in first, but there are many one, games played. They have 41 and they're only one point ahead of Springfield. Springfield has 37. So mm. Springfield is going to, so they can almost, them. yeah, they can slingshot forward. Cause if they get, if they get two more wins, that's four points. Correct. The, Springfield is, is basically in first place right now. Anchorage is, uh, you know, they have a couple games in hand on Fairbanks too, with 46 points. But that gap between uh, the Wolverines and the number four placed uh, Wilderness has shrunken dramatically. They're only three points ahead of uh, Minnesota now. And, you know, teams to watch out for here in the next couple weeks are the Wilderness and Janesville. The Wilderness are 8-2-0 in their last 10. Janesville is 8-2-0 in their last 10. Wait, wait, t- time out. Both of them are the same then, right? Did I just hear you right? Both are 8-2-0. Both, both and have won 8-2-0 in their last 10 games played. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So so, so we should see Minnesota almost at the same level as, as uh, Springfield, right? Or Janesville. Correct. Yeah. I mean, Janesville, they've, they've looked really good. They've got a lot of talent on that roster. They're coming into the latter half of the season now. And I think they are, I think they're going to leap some teams here. I think the Wilderness, who are four, five, and one in their last 10, I think Janesville is going to pass them into fifth place pretty easily here in the next weekend or two. And then it's going to be, it's going to be a battle for those bottom two spots uh, for a playoff, for a playoff spot coming up. I mean, Anchorage, they've got a few games in hand, but, um, there's some big series coming up. Uh, they're going to have a super light February. Just the three games against Springfield. You gotta, you gotta hope for a series split there. Um, three points would be great to kind of keep pace. But you know, Springfield is a very good team, and they're going to be hungry some for some revenge. Because if you remember, in the first home series out of the year, Anchorage kind of took it to them. Uh, two out of three games in the opening series against the Junior Blues, um, and then in March, it's like. Anchorage plays Fairbanks, and then they play the Wilderness, the Magicians, and Chippewa, kind of in rapid succession. And these are all teams that they need need wins against. So uh, a lot to look forward to here. We have a super light month of February. Obviously, top prospects watching the team from yep. the Midwest yep. Division competing. Hopefully, that. hopefully they come home with uh, some some news. Let's let's hope for that. Yeah, I mean this is uh, so obviously three guys that that really deserve it. I think uh, Coop. Clay and and Cam have all had really good seasons. Like Coach said, you could put seven guys from the Wolverines on this roster, and I'm that's excluding the two that are already or three that are already committed to a, a NCAA program. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Wraith and Friesen. Well, Westy, I mean, like Coach, I, oh, and this Shane, is kind of where I was talking with Wraithen's dad. Is is he was saying that you know we're all they're all uh, the goal for the goalies. They're, they look at all the goalies in the division, right? And so you know. Cameron was kind of competing, or not Cameron Rathen was kind of competing with uh, uh, Soderwall. Yeah, there's a lot of there's so, a lot of good goalies in the Midwest yeah. too. Uh, the amount of times that Anchorage has been goalied in the month of like <laughs> January and December <laughs> when they were 
on that crazy long road trip and they just they went up against I think it was Janesville who Millward made like 45 saves in that game and he played so good this weekend it was yeah. nuts he is the only reason that they did not lose uh in overtime on Friday night in the first period Anchorage could have had like two to three goals in the first five minutes, and he had to make some spectacular saves. If Anchorage goes up early, that is a completely different game than what we saw. Uh, he held his team in early, kind of like how we saw Rathen do on on Friday night. So yeah, I mean, yeah, there was it, that, there was one point I think on Sunday they were trying to pull Soderwall. Uh, to kind of get that extra man out there, and and he he kind of went to the bench and came back, and went to the bench and came back. They're Janesville, like, <laughs> Janesville's so fast. Uh, Ethan Begg, shout out to Ethan Begg. That kid uh-huh. might be the fastest player in the NAL right now. He Jeez. has some wheels on him. I mean, holy crap! I wish they would do like they do in the NHL, where they do skills competition. You know, you yeah. get these scouts, put them in a skills competition. You know, I think that kind of would answer some questions for colleges. You know, yeah, that fastest I mean, skater, and I mean, they they do it for college there might football. Be, really. There might be some. Uh, uh, rules because the NHL doesn't allow combines, uh, uh, individual team combines. That's why the Arizona Coyotes lost a draft pick, um, <laughs> I believe last year, first round draft pick, uh, second so round draft rules. pick this year. So Ugh. I think that probably has something to do with it. But it would be cool. It would I mean, be cool. I'd, watch. Uh, I'd you know pay to go see it. Be, be watching here. The tournament is the seventh and the eighth in Pittsburgh. Be watching for maybe some Wolverines commits. I think um, they have that on hockey TV. You can catch it, it on hockey TV. It should TV. be on hockey TV. Be. Uh, all, the, all the top prospects tournaments are usually. Broadcast. Yeah. So, um, yeah, watch watch for a potential Wolverine commit. I wouldn't be surprised if uh, one of these guys isn't uh, isn't committed to an NCAA program by the time. The you know what would be really cool? This is kind of wishful thinking, but it'd be really cool if uh, Morris went to ASU with Sigurdsson. <laughs> that would be awesome, right? I'm, right? Just, yeah, I mean... just have Westy and and Cam and Kipal just go to ASU, and we'll oh keep that gosh. whole that whole uh, keep that power whole power play, play line. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many cool things coming up. Uh, they are going to be skating with some kids at an elementary school. I think it's uh, crap. I asked you to remember. I know. I've already <laughs> forgotten. Forgot. Uh, already you can always check out the news on the on the website AnchorageWolverines.com. Uh, social media is too. Yeah. Be, uh, be on the lookout for you know extra videos and every, everything like that, and uh, some big announcements coming up. Uh, you know. Quiet month of February, but we're getting set up for some yeah. big, big stuff in the month of March because there is save a your lot, money, save your money. There's a lot of hockey games. You're going to want this stuff if you if you've been waiting to go to some Wolverines games. Uh, yeah, your, your time to do it is is coming up here shortly. So be checking all of that out. Uh, check out the um, you know the Instagram and the Facebook. I think send us your photos. Send us photos oh. of you watching the game, yeah, like, doing cool stuff. We yeah, want to see it. Give us a, so live at AnchorageWolverines.com, L-I-V-E at AnchorageWolverines.com. Send us a photo of where you're watching from, uh, if we're on the road or if you're out of state watching. Because I saw the one photo of the grandmas, the four grandmas sitting on the couch. That's cool. We're going to get that picture and post it. Yeah, yeah, I need some of those pictures. So email me. (laughs) Email me and uh, maybe I'll, we'll we'll try to get you a shout out on the podcast or broadcast or something like that. That's got a nice ring, podcast, broadcast. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, it's that time. It's already been. Almost 30 minutes of us talking. I'm getting a text saying dinner's done right now. Oh, so. well, the game's over. Your, your game's over. Dinner's done. <laughs> I think I got lost. dinner. The game's over. At least I go get to have dinner. So. And uh, we, like always, guys, thank you for listening to Wolverine Nation, the podcast. Uh, like always, we're live uh, every Thursday. Uh, you can get it anywhere you get your podcast. Until next time, I'm Mike Cook along with Isaac Smolden. We'll see you on the next episode. Go Wolverines. <laughs>